0: Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor
1: Tim Lane. Well, I am glad you joined us. I know you hear that every week from me, but I am still glad you join us every time. I have with me today, uh, I told you guys last week I was going to have Mike Blaine, who is our driver back on the show, and we're going to get to him in just a minute, but I also wanted to share with you, in a few weeks, I'm going to have one of the lieutenants or maybe a couple other uh, deputy sheriffs from the branch jail come out and be on the show. Now, the reason for that is they had called and they had talked to us, and we gave some of them a tour. And they were interested in asking some of the inmates as they get, play, uh, get near the end of their stay with them if they would like to come on a recovery program. And so we would be giving them a presentation, just letting them know what we do. But in reciprocal things, they ask if we would come out and take a tour of the branch facility, and so we did. And here's what I wanted to let you know, and one of the statements I loved the best was that the lieutenant out there said after the tour was finished, he said, you know, so many people think that all we're about is the punitive side of locking somebody up. And he said, but we're, we're interested not just in the, re, the punitive part, but we're really interested in the rehabilitation part. So they took us on a tour, and I was amazed. First of all, I was amazed by the six young officers that came out to the mission because they talked about the inmates and how individuals, they knew some of the individuals by name, and they cared about these people. I've been a pastor a long time, and I've been working at the mission, and I've heard everything you can imagine. Out on the street, they they will say, well, that person is the real deal. And I can tell you that I can tell these young officers were the real deal. They cared about the guys that were out there. And so I went and I saw that they have a print shop where they take the inmates in and they teach them a trade, how to work in a print shop. They have an automotive section and they teach these guys how to work on modern day cars, not just shade tree mechanic stuff, but actually diagnosis. And then in addition uh, to that, they... They have a welding shop. And listen, in a former life I had, I did a lot of welding. And I can tell you that these guys know what they're doing. I saw some of the stuff they made. It was incredible. The print shop as well. They have a 3D printer. They have, they're putting in a new silk screen thing. or oh, they don't call it silk screen. I think they just call it screen whatever. But uh, at any rate, I went through the whole facility myself Uh, the chairman of the board and uh, chaplain and my aftercare specialist. And we went through the whole thing. And I was just so impressed on on how they really care about giving these guys something that once they get out of jail, they don't have to come back. They can rely on a trade. They don't have to do those things. And for the guys that come to the mission, you know, we're going to teach them about recovery and how to stay away from those things as well. So, at any rate, the reason I wanted to say that is I know so many times people think of the police as just being the hammer. They're going to arrest you. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But these folks out there truly do care. And so I'm excited that in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have uh, at least one representative from there uh, on our radio show. And then we can just, I'll just ask them all kinds of questions and. And that'll all be spontaneous, and they'll have to answer them when I ask them. Now, I I am confident that you guys will get a different perspective as I did about the branch jail out there. So anyway, my dear friend, Mike Blaine, who is also an employee of mine, and he drives our van and has visited other branch jails. (laughs) I certainly have. And has the other perspective so he was on the inside.
2: Yes, on, on the inside, Pastor. I most certainly was. And uh, quite honestly, what you've told me about Sacramento's branch, uh, they're a, they're a cut above. And, you know, the mission is it's a lot like their branch. We <laughs> take people that are broken. Yeah. Uh, we we first and above all, we, we let the Word of God do its thing, Amen. you know. Uh, and prayerfully, they they uh, accept Christ as their Lord. And, prayerfully, and, yeah. But but we don't just stop there. Even when they graduate, we don't pat them on the back and say, "Oh, good job," and send them out the door. That's At right. the mission, we, as you mentioned, we have an aftercare specialist. Uh, we help these guys. They stay with us. They they stay with us. They get a job. They save up a little money They get the car. Hopefully, prayerfully, we can give them a car if we happen to have one handy, sure. and which we have many times. But, but also they can save up money for an apartment. And so now you've taken somebody that needed a handout, that needed food, that needed clothes, that needed a place to get clean, and so on and so forth. Now he's tithing at church. He's he's buying groceries. At the local store, not, and paying, not sleeping on the street no, or panhandling. No, 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 paying rent, paying paying rent, and and uh, so it, it's remarkably similar that that you could take somebody broken, and now they've turned around to become a an admirable citizen, and um, the mission through God, and let's that's make right. that above all uh, through God and and God's love for us, uh, we we do that. So
1: that's, that's right. Yeah. Okay. No, it's really true. I just saw Cum Leash, one of our former graduates who, I I don't know, it's been at least a couple of years it's that he a graduated. While. Yeah. And uh, he comes back, he talks to Eric, you know, the aftercare specialist and gets advice and things like that. And we welcome our graduates to stay in touch and keep coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they have a job, an apartment or a house or whatever they have doesn't mean that... You know, they can't come back, talk to the chaplain, talk to the aftercare specialist. I talk a lot of times to guys that have graduated the program and come back, so that's great. Obviously, we can't hire everybody that comes off the program because we don't have any more jobs that are available
2: well a lot of these guys uh, after they graduated they're still with us they' yeah. they're upstairs but uh, they get jobs mm-hmm. they ha- they get jobs so yeah you know they're they're able to, to they're already hooked up with a church I should have prefaced this right. whole thing <laughs> that what is it it's six months that they're uh, encouraged to get a home church well
1: it's it's ri- actually the last three months that they're really encouraged to get a home church and to go there. You know, they can visit on their day off anywhere, but, uh, and, and we ask them to find a healthy, well-balanced Bible-believing church, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. and they do. (laughs) And they, and for the most part, they do. They're all different denominations. We don't require them to be any single denomination, but we want the people, you know, we want them to, to acknowledge every church that you are saved by grace through faith, and this not of yourself, that you believe in the inerrancy of Scripture, and that Jesus Christ is Lord over all. There so. is one way, one truth, one life, and that is Christ. Amen. Amen. And uh, so people will say to me, well, isn't that kind of narrow? And to that I say, Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's other narrows out. Narrow is the road that leads to <laughs> life, right. and wide is the road of destruction, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of narrow things, but when you truly believe that Jesus is God, mm-hmm. second member of the Holy Trinity of God, when you believe in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when you believe that that Christ died on that cross, not only died, but he lived. He was born of the Virgin. He lived those 33 years absolutely without sin, but tempted in every way. He hung on that cross to pay a price that we could never pay ourselves. And not only that, but three days later, he rose. And 40 days after that, he ascended to the right hand of the Father where he stands as our advocate, our high priest before the Father.
2: Interceding.
1: Interceding all the time. And so that when God sees us, he sees the righteousness of his son imputed Thank to us.
2: Thank heavens for that.
1: <laughs> and Jesus took the punishment that we deserved. And when people say to me, well, but other people have suffered more than that than on the cross. No, they didn't. Because Jesus took on all the pain, all the suffering, all the separation of all mankind. And no, none of us could have taken that
2: they actually had to invent a word for the pain that one suffered on the cross. And that word is excruciating, and that word means out of the cross. So when you have pain so indescribable, you have to come up with a word for it, I think you're suffering about as much as anybody possibly could. It
1: also tells us that Jesus looked at the suffering of the cross with...
2: (laughs) I I think his uh, uh, greatest in the garden when he when he prayed if this cup can yes, be we taken can for, from me. I think it wasn't the pain because he came to to endure the cross. I think it was that moment when God had to turn his back,
1: separation and and,
2: and Christ took all the sin on him and that that Christ was had trepidation about but nevertheless not my will but thine. Yeah. You know,
1: uh, Let's not forget, he was the It's a big word, and it means the God-man. He was not 50% God and 50% man. He was 100% God and 100% man. And it's a concept that I I can't imagine anybody would make up because it's almost inconceivable to us. And uh, so he suffered on that cross. He died on that cross to be risen to newness of life, and that's a praise. So, as I said, on Easter or Resurrection Sunday, Mm -hmm. as the women ran to the tomb, they didn't run in belief. They ran in unbelief. That's why the angels said, why do you seek the living among the dead? Because they were coming to anoint the dead body, even though he had said on the third day he would rise. Mm Mm-hmm. So I told the congregation, too, it's possible to care about Jesus, to care about the things that that he taught, to follow those scriptures, and yet not be born again, not be saved, not come in faith. Because not only do you need to repent, but you need to come in faith. Abraham trusted God, and it was reckoned to him as what?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well he said he is Righteousness, a, he, right? A righteousness and God called him a friend.
1: Uh-huh. But it came a, by faith and it was mm-hmm. it was attributed to him as as righteousness. That's, yes it was. Because you know, it's that same it's that same thing, Michael, where we look and we say, Okay, but I God said that all of man's works are but filthy rags. And that's true. Until you come in faith, and then those same works are a sweet fragrance to God. Psalm 51, you and I talked about, David said the same thing. Hey, you know, uh, the blood of bulls and goats you do not want, but a broken and a contrite heart, this you will not uh, You'll despise. Right. And And you say, wait a minute, wasn't the whole Jewish sacrificial system built on that? Yes, it was, but not if the heart's not right.
2: Right, God uh, also spoke of David and David's heart, heart after God. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I know you know this, but uh, Sacramento doesn't. Every morning, I, I, pray, God, please help me. Me too. Help me, help me to love you as I should. Me too. Uh, you know, with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all of my strength. That's right. And uh, that's that's what we are: we're heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, I pray that I don't give my strength over to the dark side, as they say in the space movies. <laughs>
1: space movies. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if it was Star my, Trek my or grandson. Star Wars. Uh, my grandson would not be happy that no. you did not know it was Star Wars. Your six-year-old
2: grandson that can yes. read better than than <laughs> I. <laughs> uh,
1: my grandson is is uh, he's you know he's a big kid, and, uh, and he a bright. Kid. But he's really smart, too, and my son is big. I was six foot one and a half before I probably started to shrink, but my my son is like almost six foot five, and I suspect that Grayson will probably be a Up big there. boy yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, But, you know, he's got a good heart. He's polite. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a jokester, but I don't know where he got that from. Uh-huh. But you know my friend Michael here has had uh, it was a journey for him not just to salvation it's a journey for all of us but you know when he had his parents die and and he was in a foster home, then finally his his sister raised him and so she's both sister and mother to him and best friend and yeah. best friend and and uh, she's a good strong Woman,
2: Christian woman, Christian
1: woman, and and uh, so, but Michael's struggle, you know, it's been a while, huh? It's been yeah. a journey.
2: Yes, it has, and uh, you and Pastor uh, Pastor Tom and and uh, everyone at the mission played a part in my uh, coming to accept um, Christ as my Lord. You cannot lose your salvation. Uh, which you and I went back and forth on for over a year
1: for years (laughs) yeah um
2: you know I would go to the Bible and say well what about this and you would say over here look at that (laughs) but uh but I I accept uh by by faith and and uh, gratefully very gratefully that no you can't lose your salvation. Once saved, always saved.
1: Well, and I believe that, and I know that there's a lot of listeners out there that disagree with that. And if you do disagree with that, I don't count you as an unbeliever. We have a difference of opinion about Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I was on both sides of the street Yeah, he was. (laughs) And we have people at the mission that are on both sides of that debate. For me, uh, I realize I've never been capable or strong enough to maintain salvation. And so if it's not of of God then I don't know what I can have confidence in. Mm-hmm. And the other part is that I always reflect on the fact that none the father has given the son will he lose
2: save the son of destruction.
1: And and so um, again if you disagree with that I'm it's I'm not debating it with you. I'm just telling you that I give I have great confidence when I was laying, according to the hospital, dying of COVID. Uh, the confidence is that I might be weak at the moment and I might be whatever the case is, but Lord, the Lord is still capable of deliverance. And even when Olga died, the confidence is that she was a woman of God and that she was in the arms of the Lord forever. And so, uh, I don't mean that you shouldn't work to bring glory to God. As a matter of fact, we are saved unto good works, and and so I do agree that works are part of the self of uh, part of the of walk. Faith. Yeah, and that it shows our faith by our good works. James mm. said that, mm-hmm. but I just mean that we're not going to in a moment. Lose that salvation because we went and did something we ought not do. Uh, that would be terrifying, considering that many times in my life I've done what I ought not should. <laughs> yeah. I know that's poor English. I'm going to get letters ought from the not,
2: not should. <laughs> I'm
1: going to get letters from the English teachers out there. No, I actually can speak, just not well always. <laughs>
2: oh, you you got to hear some of his impersonations, but we won't even bring uh, actually, that up. Actually, you
1: probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's but, a
2: remarkably funny man when well, he wants
1: to be. That's kind of you. But the bottom line comes down that we hold the ground of salvation, and we hold mm. the ground of inerrancy, and we hold the ground that God is good and that he does not change. The word is immutable. Mm-hmm. God does not change like you or I change. And you know what's good about that is one person said, if God could could learn, if God could change, then he might change and decide, I don't want to save these people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but
1: he doesn't. And so the promises he he makes are, are sure. one and done.
2: Yep. Absolutely, pastor. And
1: He's so far the tally is all the promises that he's made, and he's broken none of them and he won't.
2: That's our God.
1: And as our world looks darker and darker to you who are believers out there and you may be feeling a little bit oppressed, I know I do sometimes feel like, gee, it's I don't know,
2: almost overwhelming
1: sometimes. Yeah. but here's the bottom line: God really did win in the end. Mm-hmm. There was never a question. Mm-mm. <laughs> and, and so whatever that looks like between the here and the then is going to be—it might be bad. Some might go to jail. Some might be, be maybe beaten. Some might be killed. But um, the bottom line comes down to that when the day is over and the smoke is cleared, God's kingdom will reign forever and ever, and we will reign forever and ever with him. Isn't that comforting? It is. And yeah. you know how many people I want to come to saving knowledge? All of them? All of them. Yeah. I really do. Uh, I can tell you, too, that when people uh, ascribe to believers, I'll speak for myself right now, that you hate a different, a people of a different religion or a different walk or they're they're doing this or they're doing that and it's it's sinful and all those things that we hate them. I don't hate them. I care about them. I care about that they come to salvation. I don't care about them coming to my church. I don't care about, a, you know, any tangible thing that happens to me because of them. But I do care about in each individual. And I, I struggle every day thinking that some will walk into eternal darkness and internal, eternal death. Because, you know, the Bible also tells us God doesn't delight in the death of a sinful person either. No, no. And He's, so if he doesn't, I shouldn't.
2: Mm-mm. And he did tell us directly that we're to love our brothers and sisters. So, Love our enemies. That, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, sometimes it's easier to love our enemies than our brothers and sisters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, my brothers and sisters, I just... No, I know. I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, And I want us to also uh, stop and think of all of Christendom, that when you see the homeless laying out there, the crazy, even when we left the mission today, there was a woman walking down the street who is really not in her right mind at all. We had a young woman come onto the campus half the time she runs naked down the street and you know that she's going to get hurt, abused, all kinds of things and she's just not in her right mind obviously but we need to remember no matter what they look like out there, no matter how they act that these are all people made in the image of God Mm -hmm. and when we dismiss them as being somehow not worth our caring we are dismissing that God made them. And so we're not all brothers and sisters because we are all God's creation. Those that, that follow Christ, those are brothers and sisters, but we're to love those that are lost because they are still God's creation.
2: And they also still have a chance to come That's correct, come to they salvation.
1: do. Yeah. And... There are many people that have come off the streets, even from uh, huge psychiatric problems, and come and and been recovered. We have just about forty-five seconds left, Michael. Anything you'd like to say to everybody?
2: Uh, we pray for you. Um, we do. We do hope that uh, our our mission will open up to full capacity soon. This COVID nineteen's really made it difficult, but we're doing everything we can. So.
1: Come on down and take a tour. Yeah, I would love to take you guys on a tour and let you see what we do. I have never, ever had anybody who took a tour not say something to the effect of, we had no idea how much was going on here, which is good. And And I, I, I like to give tours. And so, as always, my dearest friends out there, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.
0: Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.